You are listening to the light of today with the powerful, life-changing Word of Christ that heals, delivers, transforms, and fills you with the Holy Spirit. Let God's truth burst forth into your heart. Stay tuned to the light of today with Chris Palmer. Only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men. Wives, look at your husbands and say, you would have been selected. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and suited to serve in the royal palace. If you're here this morning, say suited to serve. And I want to stop right here and say that not every person that wants to serve has been suited to serve. Not every person that puts their hand to the plow should be plowing. In the kingdom of God, there are requirements to serve God the way that God desires to be served. But I want you to know this morning that God is raising up in you what you need so that you can serve the kingdom of God with the power of God. All right. Then it says, train these young men in the language and the literature of Babylon. And then it says, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and every aspect of wisdom and God gave Daniel the special ability to interpret the meanings of visions and dreams it says here in verse number 18 when the training period ordered by the king was completed the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar the king talked with them and no one impressed them as much as Daniel, Hanai, Michelle, and Azariah. So they entered the royal service. Whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. Someone say, Excellence. Every person that's called to be a Christian, that is a Christian, that's serving the kingdom of God, is called to serve God. But not everybody serving God is serving God with the exact same standard. God requires his... Are you here with me this morning? Are you with me? Connect. You connect. Okay, connect. Every person that's in the kingdom of God is required to serve God with their best. No exception in the kingdom except for the best. And we're living in a day, an age, and a particular place in the American Christianity where people think that they can give their best at work, they can give their best at home, but they don't give God their best. And I want to speak to you this morning, especially starting off 2016, and whatever God's called you to do, how it is that you can give God your best. And in the kingdom of God, your best is called excellence. People that serve God with excellence understand that giving God something is not enough. Well, if I come to church halfway through, that's enough. Well, you know, if I just show up one time a year to serve the outreach, that's enough. Well, you know, if I pray once a week, that's enough. Are you serving God? Yes. Are you giving God your best? No. And the standard that God has for his people is that you give God the very best part of you because the person that gives God their best is the person that God is going to promote. Can someone say amen this morning? If you have your Bible, go with me to Colossians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Let's get 
into this this morning. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 22. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. Amen. This is what it says. Colossians. Chapter 3. <laughs> and verse number 22. It says, Servants, obey your earthly masters in everything that you do. Someone say obey. People don't like this word today. Obey your earthly masters in everything that you do. This is talking about people that go to work. And it says, try to please them all the time, not when they're looking. Look up here. You know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all go to work. You work hard while the boss is around. But when you find out the boss is not there, you know what happens? You spend more time on your phone looking at Hulu and YouTube than you do doing what you're supposed to do. Praise God, somebody. Watching T.D. Jakes, watching Joe Osteen at work when you should be working because the boss is not there. But the Word of God says that a person that lives in excellence is somebody that is giving their best even when the boss is not looking. Even when Pastor Palmer is not looking. Even when whoever has authority over you is not looking. God wants His people to give their best. And this is why. It says because serving, it says because, let's see what my notes had to say. I got my Bible. Try to please them all the time, not when they are just watching you. Serve them sincerely because of your reverent fear for the Lord. Now, excellency is tied to how you reverence God. When a person does not live their lives in excellence, do you know what that tells me? They have no fear for God. I remember I was working in 10th grade, between my 10th grade and my 11th grade year at the Lifetime Fitness in Novi. And I got a hold of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 22. I told the Lord before I started that job, I'm going to work my best. Not because I want to make a pay increase. I'm going to give my best because when people ask me whose I belong to, I'm going to tell them it's Jesus. And if people ask me whose I belong to and I say I belong to Jesus... But they don't see me giving my best. Then it's going to be a reflection upon my God. And so we had this. I worked at the towel desk as a towel boy. And most of the people at the towel desk, they fold the towels. But every now and then we had to go into the locker room. And we had to spray things down and do disgusting things. Cleaning the toilets. And you know what probably comes with that. Going into the, the, the steam room. And cleaning the steam room. Cleaning the pool. Cleaning is just a nasty job. And you know that nobody ever took those jobs except for me. And by the end of the job, my shirt was dirty. My pants were dirty. You can ask my parents. They're here this morning. I'd come home from that job looking like a bomb hit me. I was always pulling the trash out, doing this. And one day I was there and one of the members came up to the general manager and says, You know, Mike, every time I see Chris, he's always working hard. He never stops working. And do you know what the other employees that were doing? They were sitting around, chewing gum, talking. They didn't have phones back then. Just chilling and hanging. One time they're going for rides in each other's car when the boss isn't looking. Sitting in the break room, this, that, and the other. And here I am working, 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 working. And do you know one time? One of the GMs saw me, and he came up to me, and he says, you know, I have never had an employee your age work as hard as you do. Why do you work so hard? You know what I told him? Because I'm a Christian. 
He said, what? I said, because I'm a Christian and I belong to Jesus. Something like that. You know what he told me? He said, I've never heard that someone say that before. I thought you worked hard because you wanted to raise and wanted to buy alcohol with it. I said, well, no, but I got the new wine of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Amen, somebody. I don't, it is, so you see what I did? I changed this paradigm. Why? Because I have excellence on my life. I work in excellence. I believe in excellence. My parents taught me excellence. My church has taught me excellence. My mentors have taught me excellence. The standard that God has for his people. If you're going to do everything great for God, you have to be great in yourself. Hello, somebody. And it means more than praying. It means being the best in everything you're supposed to do. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Now, next week, we're going to have them on the board. We're trying. We'll be there next week. Taking notes, you can write this down. Excellence doesn't mean being the best. Excellence means being your best. Can I get an amen, somebody? It means being your best. Excellence in light of today doesn't mean that light of today is the best church, although it is, in my opinion. Amen. That's why I'm here. But excellence in light of today means that next Sunday, we're better than this Sunday. Our worship next Sunday is better than worship this Sunday. The what I preach is better next Sunday than it is this Sunday. Some of you say, glory to God. Amen. It means that in whatever God has called you to do, you take it seriously. Because if you don't give it excellence, you're not taking it seriously enough. Hey, hello, somebody. You're going to see how quick excellence will change you. You know, I find that there's a lot of people that come say, Pastor, oh my God, oh my God, I just need, I just, I, I just, I, I just need a job promotion. Oh, why is it that I, I can never get ahead on the job? How is it that nobody, I just never know, the boss never pays me attention. I get fired all the time and I get written up and they just like the other person because the other person, they like the other, they favor the other person. You know what I find out most of the time? It's not because of that. It's because when you go on the job, you don't give your best. Right? How many have seen people on the job complaining that they don't get a raise, but that person is spending time doing nothing? I remember one time I was at Walmart walking around before service. We were buying a cake for someone's birthday before one of our services. You know, we love cakes at this church. Amen. But not this week. I don't love cake. I despise it. And I see this guy buy a box with the Walmart tag on, and he has orange in his hand. He's in place, throwing up in here, chatting. Just chatting. And so he's just kind of hanging out. And his name was, his name was Lemon. That was his name. That was his name. It was on his name tag, I promise you. So I kind of walked past him. And then I did all the shopping. Was there for 45 minutes. And I come back. And he's still there, throwing the orange up, talking to his buddy. So I walked past him. I said, working hard, I see. He goes, they need to pay me more money. I said, what, to throw an orange up in the air? They need to give you a raise to do that? You know what I would have done if I was the boss? I would have said, give me the name tag. You're fired. Go find a new job, Lemon. You're fired. You're done. And you know what? He would have walked out. I, I hate my boss. I can't stand my boss. And I would say, you know what? Go throw an orange up at Myers. Not here at Walmart. We don't throw oranges up in Walmart. They do that at Myers. But not here at Walmart. Amen? At light of the day, we don't stand around and throw oranges up in the air. Glory to God. When you're out there ministering to people, you go out there and tell people about Christ. When you come here and serve the kingdom, when you're on the altar worshiping God, when you're praying for somebody, you are doing the work of the kingdom because kingdom work is important. Slap someone next to you and say, Amen.
Number two, number two, number two. Let's go to, let's go to Daniel chapter 6. If you got your Bible, let's go to Daniel chapter 6. Come on. Somebody say, work hard. Say, be your best. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Number two. I got time, man. I just, I just write all these. I never get time to get everything. Okay, Daniel 6. Daniel 6, verse 1. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. And he appointed a high officer to rule each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, and in parentheses it says, an excellent spirit was in him. Turn to your neighbor and say, an excellent spirit. The king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything in him to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, completely trustworthy. So they concluded our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. Daniel, Daniel, he was such a man of excellence. They put his life under the microscope and they couldn't find anything wherewith they could criticize him about. And do you know why? Because excellence is not something that you do day in and day out. Excellence is something that you are. An excellent person produces excellence. An unexcellent person cannot produce it. Because of this, I'll show you the difference. A person that lives their life based upon another standard other than excellence will do something excellent and pat himself on the back and talk for weeks about what he did or she did in excellence and then live the rest of their life under par. They'll show up one time early and say, you remember last Tuesday, I was early. Don't you forget now, boss, I came early last week. Uh, last week I was early, but every other day you're late. Hello, somebody. We want to be super spiritual sometimes. We want to see the glory. We come to church and we I said last week I saw the glory of God. I saw the power of God in my church. But you're always late to work. Your boss don't care about none of that. He wants you on time. Can I talk to you this morning? Well, you know, I had an experience. But you thank God for that. But listen, you're going to have powerful experiences right here at this church. God's going to move on the altar. People are going to get delivered and saved. Well, you can't go out into your job and act crazy. No one will believe you. will be discredited. So a person that lives in a standard that is not excellent will do one thing and talk about it. But a person of excellence knows that one thing done without excellence can tarnish his excellence. I didn't think some of you caught that. A person with excellence knows if I don't do everything with excellence, one slip without excellence can tarnish everything. And when you believe that, you have an excellent spirit. You decide in your life the most important things that you have. Just number one, God, your relationship with Jesus. You treat that number one with excellence, you will find everything in your life falls into place.
You're getting up early to worship God. You're reading your Bible on airplanes. You're just doing what you're being led of the Spirit, being obedient. When you do that, excellence will fall into place in your marriage. You treat your wife and your husband the way you're supposed to, then it'll fall into place in the third most important thing, and that is your church. Can somebody say amen this morning? Hallelujah. So, excellence is not one act. Excellence is consistently acting because a person of excellence can't separate excellence from themselves. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3. So you say, well, pastor, I'm not excellent. I want to be excellent, but I'm not. How do I become excellent? Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 14. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is what it says. Philippians 3 and verse 14. I press for the mark of the prize of the high call of God that's in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I press toward the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. The high call is your mark of excellence. Do you know that you will set yourself apart when you start going for the high call? Listen, in my ministry, in my life, I want to try and do hard things, not just settle for something that's easy. But excellence comes when you experience the excellent God. I say it one more time. Excellence comes in your life when you first experience the excellent God. Do you know your level of excellence tells me your experience that you had with Jesus and what you think about Jesus? Hello, somebody. The way you do things, the way you worship, the way you treat worship, the way you treat the job that you said that God has given you as a blessing from him, the way you esteem these things is the way that you see God. So when somebody comes in and they do something for God that's half-hearted, God spits it out of his mouth because God says, I can't take your half-heartedness because that's how you see me. When God called me to preach, I told him, God, I will always pray before I get in the pulpit. I will always come before you in repentance before I stand and address your holy people. I will get there. I will do what I'm supposed to do. I will put time in preparation, in prayer, into the things of God. I will take what you called me to do seriously because anything you do for God is a big show, period. Everything you do for God. Praise God. It doesn't mean perfectionism. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Listen, you have to do with what you got now. Ecclesiastes says, do what your hands finds to do. But Ecclesiastes says this, whatever God has given you to do, do it well. Wherever you're at in your life today, do it well. Amen, somebody. When I started the ministry, no money, nothing. And I said this, everything God puts in my hands, I'm going to find the best I can do with it right now. Because if I put the best towards it, I'm establishing in my life a habit and a principle. And the moment I establish that habit, the next time God gives me more, I just place that habit and apply that principle and God gives me more. So it's not perfection, but what it is. Is excellence means I'm not going to be where I was yesterday. I'm going to be better today. Hallelujah, somebody. And you know what you'll start to see? You're like, see, you may start at a job. You're making $5, $10 an hour. Not five. They're paying you five. Find a new job. Amen. 
10. You know, you know young people, they, they don't want to work for $10 an hour. They don't want to work for 10. They don't want to work. Listen, well, you know, I'm holding out to something bigger. So how are you holding out? Sitting at home watching the paint peel off the wall? Take the $10 and do that job the best you know how to do it. And show up on time. And don't be ready to punch out 10 minutes before work. Don't start packing up. I don't know why I keep talking about work today. But don't pack up 20 minutes before work. Don't complain how hard you do what you do. It's because when, you know, I can't, when people say, oh, it's so hard. You know what I think to myself? So what are you saying about what I do? It's not hard. What are you saying about what the other person does? It's not hard. We're all working hard here, everybody. We're all working. How many here work hard? Raise your hand. Everybody look around. Everybody work around. You're working tough. You're working hard. You can work smart, but even working smart is working hard. You have a, a hard principle. You do what God tells you to do, and God will promote you. Hello, somebody. Okay. Write this down. Let's go to Proverbs 21, 21. Excellence is something we have to pursue. Proverbs 21 and verse number 21. This is what it says. Whoever pursues, 21, 21, Proverbs 21, 21. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, let's get on our horses, let's go. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. Will find life, righteousness, and honor. It's something that you have to pursue. So, because you're pursuing excellence, understand excellence will cost you more and take longer. Excellence costs people more, and it takes longer to do it. I tell people that want to be in the ministry full-time, go to school and learn somewhere. Go and learn somewhere. And the, the ones that didn't want to do it, do you know what they told me? It takes too long to do that. Or if you want something, apply yourself. The Bible says that Daniel went in and he educated himself. What do we have against adding value to ourselves? Do you know something? I was at Schoolcraft College a couple days ago because I registered for Italian classes in the continuing education. And they gave me a packet. The packet of classes they offer, this thick. I said, what did they offer other than other languages? Cooking classes, tech classes, writing classes. Do you know how much it costs for a class? $100. You can go to school crafts right now and take a cooking class, $100, for six to eight weeks. And you know what I think? How many people don't do this? But they sit at home on Facebook all day long. And they complain when they don't know how to cook. There's one class called uh, uh, shellfish preparation. A whole class on how to cut and open shellfish. Six weeks of it. <laughs> I almost want to get into it. I want to go play with oysters and clams on Thursday night. It'd be fun. Not Thursday, Tuesday. Where's Pastor on Thursday? He's smashing open oysters. <laughs> Yeah, 
Why don't we add value to ourselves? Why? Because we want to be the body of Christ. When people come in here, you know what we want to find? People that God's grace has caused us to get into something where we can add value to ourselves. We can be smart and intelligent people. I want you to be smart. I want you to be intelligent. I want you to finish your education. I want you to do the best job at work. I want you to go out there and do your best for the kingdom of God. Because Jesus gave you his best. You give him your best. The Bible says, I'll give you, I got a quote scripture because I got a few minutes. The word of God says that God pours out the new wineskin in the best wineskins. Watch this. People, people that say that God doesn't give them their best are usually the people that don't give God their best. People that don't give God their best usually say, well, God just doesn't give me the best. You don't give God your best. If you give God your best, God poof, will bless you. So you have to get out there. You have to put your hand to the plow. And wherever you're at, you do it with boldness. And you do it with your best. Own that thing. When people put their name on something. And it's garbage. Do you know what that tells me? You don't value yourself. If your name is going to be on something, value it. When I used to do homework for school, what did you do in the homework assignment? Put your name on it. And I would always find the people that never put their name on their homework assignments, their homework assignments were slop. And is that true, Emily? She's a teacher. They never put their name on it. I never forgot to put my name on nothing. Because when I put my name on it, I want to teach you to know the 100% is mine. <laughs> Don't, it ain't, it ain't, it, it's not Sean's over here. I went to school with him. It's, it's mine. <laughs> Hello, somebody. It's it, teacher right here. Amen. And when, 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 I, when I wasn't doing well on a test, I just put Sean's name. I'm just teasing. <laughs> okay, let me, let me deal with some mentalities quickly. Let me say this. God values to be worshipped amidst excellence. 1 Kings 6, verse 38. The entire building, the entire building was completed in every detail by mid-autumn. In the month of Bull, <laughs> during the 11th year of his reign, it took seven years to build the temple. Seven years. Solomon also built a palace for himself and took it 13 years to complete the construction. Do you know why it took 13 years to build everything? Because Solomon wanted something valuable to God. He was putting detail into it. Listen, this is going to change your life. Don't ever forget I said this. Destiny is in the details. Your details will determine your destiny. Pay attention to how you dress. Dress like you want to be addressed. Hello? Pay attention to how you look when you're going out doing something important. You know, now I'm a pastor, minister. People know me. I'm not famous, but they know me as a pastor. That means I can't go to the supermarket in slippers and my pajamas. My Superman pajamas are for me at home. Because if I go out, even at 3 o'clock in the morning, one of you guys might be behind cantaloupe in the, in the fruit section and see me. 
I have to go out like I know they'll have a church. At home, I can do what I want, but you, you know, unless you're at my home, and I can't. Hello, right? You don't want to get caught embarrassed. Listen, you say, Pastor, you're not being, this, this, this stuff is going to change your life, I promise you. No, Christians sometimes, I, I love my Christian brothers and sisters, but sometimes we have this warped mentality. We just act however we want because we got God in our life wrong. You got to act like God is in your life by being the best, having the spirit of Daniel. That's why I tell my leadership, be on time, be in there praying, be in there worshiping, know what's going on. If you have a position, educate yourself on that position so we can be the best. We might not have everything right now, but the more God gives us, we're the best at it. Look at all these notes I got just for you. Okay. Number one, let's talk mentalities. I got five minutes. Number one. This is number one mentality that people have in the church. The ancient church worshipped in small houses and were persecuted. Why should we be any different? People have this mentality that because the church, when it started, was poor and broke, that we should be poor and broke too. That's how the church started. That's not how God intended for us to stay. Well, they were persecuted by the power. They had all these problems. Why should we build big temples? Why should we build big churches to God? Why should we have nice churches? Let's just meet in a house and just be persecuted. No, that's how they started. Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, whatever you do, do it well. Look at your neighbor and say, do it well. I'm going to say this to some folks. Some, I don't know, I'm not talking about it. I don't go stalk you. But some of y'all should clean up your Instagram right now. If you got an Instagram, put pictures on that doesn't look like you have a broken camera. <laughs> Hello? If you're going to take pictures of your food, make it look like it's something you want to eat. <laughs> Hello? So I'm, I'm talking to you this morning. If you're going to do something on social media, remember whose social media is names on it. Right? Do something. If your name is on it, take and respect yourself. Do it well, even if it's social media. When you do a Facebook status, spell it right. Can I talk to you like a dad this morning? Right? Take the time because it's got your name on it. And it honors God when you do it right. If you're going into a meeting with finances or to lease a house or to lease a home or to buy a car, act like you know how to buy a car or you'll get taken advantage of. Hello, somebody. Just do a little bit of work. God wants to bless you, but you have to be excellent. Then lean over to somebody and say, excellent. Number two, people say this all the time. Well, it's all about worshiping God and getting people saved. That's all that matters in the end. How many have heard people talk like this? Well, it's just all about getting people saved. Well, I just got to get people saved. It's just all about getting people saved, isn't it? Yes, it's important to get people saved. But 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7, this is what it says. Since you excel, since you excel in so many ways, in your faith, your gifted speakers, 
your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love for us. I want you to excel in your gracious act of giving. Everything we do for the kingdom should we be something we excel at. In this church, we have people that excel in graphics. We have people that excel in music. We have people that excel in decorating stuff. I can tell you what, I don't excel in none of those. Zero. There, I, there, when God was making me, he put a, a lot of good stuff in me, and there's a, a whole rack of stuff. He just forgot must have even existed because he did not put that in me at all. But I will tell you this, I'm a good cook. I don't cook, but I'm a good cook. I'm a good cook, but I just, I, I should do it more. I should really do it more. He put some, but a lot of stuff he just didn't put in me. But guess what? He sent to this church people like you to do it. And when you do it, we build something excellent. Hello, hello, hello. So the Bible says, whatever you do, do it with excellence. How many are going to do things with excellence? Raise your hand. Okay, okay, okay. Matthew 22, 37 through 38, it says, Matthew 22, 37 to 38, Jesus says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Many people will say this all the time. Oh yeah, Brother Palmer. Well, God knows my heart. I don't have to do anything I need to prove my heart. God knows my heart. Why do I need to do anything more? Oh, God knows my heart. Isn't it all about the heart? No, no, no. God gives you the opportunity to prove your heart. Hello? Prove your heart before God. If your heart's for God, you'll prove it. Because what's in your heart will be followed by an action. Are you guys with me this morning? Are you guys? Hallelujah. Why I get up and pray? Why I push you to pray? My job as pastor is to push you. Push you. Push you. I can't just be nice guy all the time. I want to push you. Many of the problems you have in your life can be solved. Just like that. Just like that. Quick fix. Sometimes when talking and counseling with people, their problem isn't usually some mega huge thing. It's just a quick adjustment that they didn't and were able to see. And do you know this area right here, excellence, if you live the standard of excellence, God will take you places you never dreamed possible. And you know what? You'll actually like yourself more. Hello, hello. Finally, people say this all the time. Jesus is coming. All this stuff will pass away. What does it even mean? It says in 2 Thessalonians 3.11, Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives. Idleness. Idleness is the devil's mama. It's wrong. It's evil. And it will cause you to be poor. When you're living and you're, you're young, you're under 40, under 50, you should be working. Putting your hand to the plow. Getting out there, working hard, working hard, because when you work hard, it pleases God. Hello. It says, we hear some of you living idle lives, refusing to work and meddling in other people's business. How, how many know this is true? When people don't work, you know what they do? They get into other people's business. Do you know that about people? Lazy people always know what's going on in other people's lives because they don't have a life of their own. Look at your neighbor and say, get a life. 
How do you know so much about the other person? Because you have the time to find out. When you're busy, you don't know what's going on about other people. All you know is what's going on in your life because I don't have time for you right now. I got to do what God has called me to do. And that is why I want you to live a life of excellence because when you live a life of excellence, you are occupied with what God says for you to do. This church going to walk excellently. We're going to give our best. I'm going to say, you know what? I need people to set up. Pastor will be there five minutes before you tell us to set up. We'll set it up. You come to me and say, Pastor, God, give me a business venture. How are you going to do it? What's your plan? Do you have a plan of action for getting it to come to pass? You know, Christians a lot of times can be good at dreaming and poor at executing. Be an executor. Go out there and make it happen. And when you do it, find out how to do it well. Hallelujah. When you dress, dress your best. Guys, when you take a girl out on a date, put some cologne on for God's sake. <laughs> Women. Guys, you know what? I, you know, I, someone asked me to do a singles conference one time. I said, listen, if I'm going to do a singles conference, let me just, let me talk. Let's not even be spiritual. First of all, number one, gas your car up before you pick the lady up. <laughs> you don't want to stop at BP and say, oh, you know what? We're on empty now. Because guess what? And that kind of person will probably end up making her push while you drive. Everybody, every man should have at least one tie in his closet. We'll, do, we'll have a men's meeting one time. I'm going to talk to the guys. Or you guys can talk to me. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me what I need to know. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Look at someone and say, excellent. Excellence, excellence, excellence. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Let's lift our hands to God. I want. Now that you've heard the light of today, connect with us. Go to our website, lightoftoday.org. Write us at P.O. Box 403, Wald Lake, Michigan, 48390. Or tweet Chris Palmer at twitter.com forward slash Chris Palmer. Our podcasts are free and updated regularly. So make sure to share them with a friend and tune in again to the light of today with Chris Palmer.